Basic Income Podcast. I'm Owen Poindexter. And I'm Jim Pugh. So coronavirus, as you know, has upended pretty much all parts of life. We are recording this from our separate homes. Um, and I, I should say we're recording on Monday, March 23rd. And by the time you listen to this, who knows how, how things are going to look. But one thing that's changed radically in the last couple of weeks is the national basic income discussion, which is suddenly a very live topic. So there at this point seems to be fairly widespread consensus in Washington, D.C., that part of the response package to the COVID-19 outbreak is to give people cash. What isn't defined, or rather what there's not agreement on, is how exactly that should happen. But you've seen proposals from a number of different places, different bills in both the Senate and the House, and even a proposal from the White House as to what that might look like. So we're going to dive in on that, talk about what people have proposed, and say what sort of attributes we think are important here and how these different proposals measure up. So to start with, the White House hasn't introduced any sort of specific legislation. Being the White House, they can't introduce legislation. But what they have said most recently, coming from Secretary of Treasury Steve Mnuchin, is that they would like to see $1,000 given per adult and $500 per child across the entire U.S., without any sort of conditions or any sort of phase-outs included in that. There are also a handful of bills from the Senate. We're not going to touch on every single one, uh, but we we will address a few. Um, One that's been getting a decent amount of press is being referred to as the Bennett Booker Brown bill. It's a a handful of Democratic senators, um, and they are proposing a um, payments of $2,000 per adult, $2,000 per child, it would go to everyone. You don't have to. You don't have to be someone who who filed taxes. It also would go to non-citizens. Uh, it would phase out for single people if at uh, ninety thousand dollars worth of income, one hundred eighty thousand dollars for married couples, uh, based on your twenty nineteen income, and it would slowly reduce over time. Bernie Sanders uh, is proposing a very similar bill that, again, adults would get $2,000, um, but this is per month. Um, children would also get $2,000. Uh, it would go to non-citizens. It would go to non-tax filers. There'd be no phase-out or phase-in, uh, and it would be monthly payments for the duration of the coronavirus crisis. Also, Mitt Romney, Republican senator from Utah, the 2012 uh, presidential nominee, is proposing just a single $1,000 for every adult, not, not monthly or just it's be a one-time thing. And finally, there is the, um, it's being referred to as the CARES Act. This is from a handful of Senate Republicans. It would be $1,200 for adults, 500 for children. Uh, there would be a phase out starting at $75,000 for single people, $150,000 for, for couples. And it, it's got a, it's a more broadly reaching benefits package that um, it points has included a what's being called a slush fund for just kind of general discretion of the White House. And this would be a one time payment. Uh, so not not a monthly benefit or a quarterly benefit. So those are the proposals on the Senate side. There's also been several different bills introduced in the House of Representatives. And we're going to touch on just a couple of those. The first we wanted to mention is from Ro Khanna and Tim Ryan. This was really the first one that was introduced on the House side that included some form of cash assistance. They are now proposing giving $2,000 per adult, a one-time payment, and this would have a phase-out. If you're above $130,000, you would get less money from it. Another bill that made some waves just a few days ago came from Maxine Waters. 
she has proposed giving $2,000 per adult and $1,000 per child. And this would be monthly. This would go on throughout the duration of the crisis. So there's obviously a lot of different proposals that are on the table right now, which is incredibly exciting. I, I think that none of us would have thought a few weeks ago that we would be having a debate as to what the right form of massive cash transfer would be. But given that's the case, we want to talk a bit about what we see as the important attributes that should be considered and included, incorporated into these proposals. So, Owen, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the one that pops out to me first and biggest is whether or not this is an ongoing payment. Um, I think there's other stuff we'll touch on that you know, I, I think you could say is equally important. But a one-time payment feels like the the stimulus package that we got after the um, the financial crisis. And whereas an ongoing thing is that starts to feel like we have a UBI in the United States. And there, there are a lot of different versions of that, of an ongoing payment, and some could be quite problematic and some could be extremely exciting. But if we can get one of these bills that provides ongoing payments through the crisis, and I, I'll admit I don't know how well they define the crisis and when it ends, but I could see instead of those payments ending, them just being reduced to something that is a little easier to manage for the federal budget, but continues to provide some ongoing stability for for everyone in the country. Um, so that th that's what pops out to me, and and those are the bills that get me the most excited. Is is something that just it says this isn't a one time thing. This is ongoing universal cash payments to everyone in the country. And I think that there is a really, really strong argument that given the nature of the crisis, that really is the only approach that makes sense. If this were some big thing that had happened that had disrupted things, and now we're recovering from it, then I think you could say, all right, here's a one-time cash payment, get yourself back on your feet, we'll go back to life as normal. But given that basically every credible expert expects this to last for months, it, it totally makes sense that this shouldn't just be, here's some cash, now go away. It should be regular support as long as this lasts. And because we don't know for sure, having that be a built-in thing saying like, look, until whatever conditions are met, you are going to be receiving additional support every month because that's actually what's needed to, to allow people to, to manage economically. So I agree. That's a, a really, really important attribute. I think for the same reasons is everyone suddenly finds it very intuitive that we need cash. It's intuitive that it shouldn't just be a one-time thing because yeah, people like they don't need food necessarily. They don't need toiletries. They don't, I mean, they need everything and cash is what can supply that. And, and yeah, so for the same reason that there's this sudden need, we there's also this recognition that there's going to be an ongoing need. No one thinks this is going to be over in, in a couple of weeks or if they think that then Sorry, you're, you're wrong. Um, and actually, I'm also sorry because I need to go grab Lyra. I'm going to see if I can have her be quiet while I record. No worries. Another thing that I think is actually really important here is we should make this universal. There's actually been debate on both sides of the aisle around should this go to everyone or should it just go to a certain set of people, namely people with lower income who would presumably more need support. I think in this case, speed is so of the essence right now. We need to get cash to people as soon as possible. And trying to add means testing here to direct the flow 
that's the, the risk of delays are extremely high. Either you're saying that, okay, we're going to base this on the most recent taxes, which for many people is 2018 because they haven't filed taxes for last year yet. And that number may have very little relation to how much you're earning right now, particularly given all the job losses. And so if that's how you are deciding who gets support and who doesn't, you risk leaving out a lot of people. The other way would be to say, okay, submit some sort of form now to say where your income is. But as we know from all sorts of other systems, that's just going to be a very slow process. It's going to leave out a lot of people who are either confused or, or not aware of what's going on. And so I think that there's such a strong argument that whatever other characteristics are decided, that cash should be sent to everyone because that's what's going to get it. Get it to people fastest and get it to people. Make sure you don't leave out people who really need it. Yeah. And, and I think we would include uh, children and non-citizens, I think, are, are the two groups that are, are often at play. Sometimes they're in, sometimes they're out. And so those would be the ones to really focus on when we say universal and lastly, I would say we shouldn't be treating cash as a panacea, that there's going to be more to do. And I think that that's pretty widely recognized that um, I don't know if any any legislators proposing only cash or if they're proposing a bill that's only cash. I don't I assume they don't mean that to be the only thing that we will we will do. But it's worth recognizing that as powerful as cash is, as versatile as cash is, it's not going to be the only thing we are going to to need to climb out of the abyss that we are free falling into economically right now as a result of the coronavirus. So in summary, three things here. First, cash should be ongoing, not just one time. Two, it should be universal, and that includes children and people beyond citizens. And three, that it shouldn't be seen as a panacea. So given all that, how do these different proposals stack up? Owen, what do you think? I mean, in a few of them, I find pretty exciting, but uh, the ones I'm looking at are are the Bernie Sanders one, the Maxine Waters one, and uh, and perhaps the the Rokana and Tim Ryan one. All of those provide ongoing payments, and actually, Tim Ryan has has been talking openly about um, going to a a national UBI that's just ongoing after the crisis. And so but all of those that have robust ongoing payments, each of those provides $2,000 a month. Um, and I believe they're all inclusive of, I guess we don't know if um, Connor Ryan includes non-citizens, but I think the, the one that really pops out to me actually is the Maxine Waters one. Um, it provides cash to, to non-citizens, to non-filers, to children, uh, to adults. It's monthly. And, and it has a whole host of, of other alleviating measures. And that's the one bill I've seen where I've thought, well, if that passed, it wouldn't solve everything, but we would be in decent shape. I would feel good, I think, about how the country will progress out of this crisis. Uh, and so there, there are a number of exciting proposals, but that one, I think, is, is the one where I'm like, whoa, like this, if this could happen, like... We'd be looking at a very different country, even if we can somehow heal up all the damage the coronavirus is doing. That I, I was very excited to see the Waters proposal come out. I think particularly because, so one is Maxine Waters, th this is the proposal coming out of the House Financial Services Committee. So this has already been positioned as one of the prominent House proposals. Now, whether or not 
Speaker Pelosi decides to run with something close to that or take something that that is much more modest remains to be seen. And she unfortunately has indicated, at least in remarks last week, that she really wants any sort of proposal to be targeted. One thing I would actually note on that around the targeting is there is a way to, I think, have your cake and eat it here as well, where you could say, all right, we're going to give cash and we're going to give to everyone. But included in the bill, we're going to say for 2020 taxes, people earning above a certain amount, once, once you file taxes for that year, are going to pay that money back. And so in that, it becomes a targeted proposal because that, that money is then paid back in taxes next year. But you get the benefit that you don't have all the challenges around figuring out who in this moment does and doesn't deserve payment. You, you send it to everyone. And you, you get beyond that, the, the added benefit of additional economic stimulus, because basically, de facto, you have offered a loan to high income people. You're saying, here's a bit of cash now, you'll pay it back next year with no interest. And so I, I think that thinking about the targeted universal, that, that potentially is an elegant way out. But, but I would agree. I, I think Maxine Waters' approach is excellent. Uh, Sanders' approach is obviously quite similar, but it's hard to see that getting any traction in the Senate, uh, whereas with the House with Democratic control, maybe maybe you could end up something closer to that. I, I think that the, the, the tough selling point here, in my mind, is, is really going to be the one-time versus continuous. It seems like that is, to a large degree, being positioned around partisan lines. I know there was uh, the one bill you briefly mentioned by Tom Hawley, which which actually would be monthly, but in general, the GOP proposals ha- have been one-time payments, whereas it's been more frequent on amongst Democratic proposals to be ongoing. And I, I think that that, I mean, it makes so much sense in this moment, and, and I really hope that's the way that, that people decide to, to start shifting their energy. And yeah, it, it's an obvious point to make, but it's just worth noting that this is where the debate has moved all of a sudden is, are we going to do this once or are we going to do this ongoing? But yeah, there's pretty wide agreement that we are going to send cash to to everyone in the country. And of course, we, we've done this before. We did it in the after the 2008 financial crisis. But I think the development of the basic income discussion in the last 10 years has really made this feel like a basic income and not a random check from the government. Um, like, I remember when when I got the, the stimulus check, it felt like this kind of weird, one-off, like, bizarre world one-time thing. And now you're seeing much more discussion of ongoing cash payments to everyone. And, and yeah, and on the Democratic side, the it really feels like the momentum is toward ongoing, probably monthly payments. I think there's one bill that the Bennett Booker Brown is quarterly but something that's regular, whereas Republicans are maybe more responding to this as a crisis where like, okay, you get a thousand bucks now, maybe in a month or two, we'll do it again, but we kind of have to reauthorize it every time. And so eventually that's that's going to die down. But the Overton window is, this is like a whiplash shift in, in terms of how quickly it's moved. Yeah. And, and one bill actually we haven't mentioned, but but I think deserves to be brought up related to that is... Rashida Taleb just a couple of days ago introduced the Automatic Boost to Communities Act, which is in some ways very similar to the Bernie Sanders proposal. It's saying $2,000 per adult, $2,000 per child, and in- including everyone, non-citizens as well. But beyond that, she actually talks about in the bill this being a way to create infrastructure for ongoing payments. So it's not just 
the possibility of continuation. If this were a push forward, it is actually being laid out explicitly there that there would be an intention for, for this to pave the way for, for something that went beyond the duration of this crisis. One thing that I hope comes out of all this is that people will recognize the value in, and it sounds weird to say, but the government just having a, a ability to just zap cash into your pocket. And so like, imagine if we were getting like 100 to $200 a month, just because you're like your allowance, basically. But in times of extreme need, we could raise that up. Or, you know, if the country is doing well economically, we we get a cut of that. And that just kind of goes into into your, your monthly allotment. But kind of built into all these bills is that we need to figure out how we do this. And so that that's why you're seeing some proposals saying, well, we'll just do it basically through the tax system. It'll be tax relief or, you know, you get it when you file or something like that, because we just already have that built in. Whereas something where we, we just have where the government just zaps it into your bank account, we don't really have that set up on a more universal basis. And I'm hoping that's something that comes out of this. Yeah, that, that would be my hope as well. And I also think it's worth mentioning that we are as simple as sending cash to people is, there are still challenges logistically with making it happen. And that's what we're starting to see come out in this moment. One reason I've heard from some folks who tend to prefer targeted as opposed to universal payments is that even if, so the fastest way to get people money is, as you mentioned, through the IRS. But an estimate, at least as of a few years ago from the IRS was they had a limit of only being able to send about 9 million checks per week. And so if you think about sending checks to everyone, that's actually, you're talking about a process that we extend for at least several months. And so I know some folks have said that's reason to target and focus on people with lower income as a way to make sure those people aren't having a large delay. It seems like you could also just instruct the IRS to order their sending of checks to prioritize those who had lower past reported incomes. But I think it's one of those things that you don't really think about until the moment as far as what sort of challenges exist. And if we can actually do this and do it right, as you say, that then creates this architecture that potentially can very easily then be used to be able to continue this and be able to really just, in a way, snap our fingers and and be able to do something significant. So this is obviously an ongoing crisis and an ongoing discussion, and hopefully it will um, result in some some basic income legislation, which is if you told me I'd be saying that sentence a month ago, <laughs> I, I would, I'd, well, I'd be wondering what, what happened. And um, yeah, it's been a really dramatic time. And obviously, you know, it's, it's a dangerous time. And hopefully we're, we're all staying safe and doing everything we can to avoid the spread of this virus. But hopefully some really positive things can come out of it. And this is also a great time to get in touch with your elected representatives to tell them which specific bills you, you want and what principles you want in, in whatever legislation does pass, because I think we're going to see something like this pass. So that'll do it for this episode. Thank you to our producer, Eric Davidson. Uh, please rate us and review us on the podcast service of your choice. And we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.